Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. A lot of people don't realize what's really going on. They view life as a bunch of unconnected incidents and things. They don't realize that there's this like lattice of coincidence that lays on top of everything. <gasps> My master plan, you do what you have to so you can do what you want. Uh, those are hot dogs, right? Okay. He's the most awesome dude ever! He must eat the chili. <laughs> but you like that, right? Because you're a caveman. What does Wubba 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 mean, guys? He's nothing but a robot. Covered in makeup. Talks a lot of nonsense. I'll make it very clear. You slip me the cash, and I'll slip you the wiener. But I don't have any cash! Then I don't have a wiener! Oh boy! So we've been threatening it. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> that is the, the alternate theme. The that was part to come in on. That was sent over <laughs> from Skiznot. That is the contest, and we will be playing it for the next couple episodes. If you can name to us every clip that was used in that, you win a prize. Very no surprises. So can I enter? Uh, no. Damn it! Yeah, because there's no way in hell you'll get those. Well, I knew a few of those. It's possible, not, not a lot of them. Right, and that's even I. I'm like, I think I know what that was, and a few. There was one. I or don't two have that. a wiener. <laughs> I know what that's that is. The new sounder. Where'd my penis go? And now I don't have a wiener. <laughs> and I can put them together. Where'd my penis go? I don't have a wiener. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. I hate my life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got lots of cool shit going on. I hope everybody listened to the wrestling episodes that are out. We will be doing another episode with Metal Mikey soon because, as of the recording of this show, the new Masters of the Universe thing just launched. So uh, he said he wanted to come back. So I, I was talking to Kev. We'll do a two-parter on that, and it can literally be because there's like a cartoon that I never watched, and that was the one that took place in space, the He-Man one that everybody hated, but I'll watch it. For the show, and then there's the movie. <laughs> there's a, there was a He-Man in space. Yeah, like they relaunched it like in the early '90s, I think, or late '80s. Was that Space Ghost or something? No, it was yeah. He-Man, but he looks totally. It's weird. Anyway, but uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll fuck it. I'll we'll I watch that. Have the power. Take yeah. one for the team. I'll the even universe. watch the Masters of the Universe movie again to talk about. Yeah, it. and you can watch it too. I've never and seen. You it. can watch it exactly. Too. We're gonna be. Torturing Noah. Uh, well, I guess we should introduce ourselves. By the way, I'm I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Stu. I'm Casey Masterpiece. Yeah, Daddy Spank Dog. And Noah. Body. Noah Body. Noah Body. Get it right. And before we go, that's Mr. Body. Before we go any farther, because by the time this episode airs, I want to wish Noah Body, <laughs> Mr. Body, a happy 18th birthday. <laughs> I'm surprised he made this far. I am too. I'm surprised I didn't kill him. Yeah, whatever, you fat bitch. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> Damn, that was way funnier than the joke I was going to make. <laughs> now I want to know what you were going to make. <laughs> Question is, are you going to end your life now if you say it? Huh? Oh, no, he said he's surprised he hasn't killed me. I was like, I was going to say I'm surprised I haven't killed myself yet. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, New sounders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got uh, a couple of them. We, you know, I was working on some stuff, so it, what, Spanky? 
them gays just love me. Do they now? That's, that's wonderful. Oh. I'm so happy that like he was in the room saying that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've got, uh, as we mentioned last couple episodes, only they'll be broken up a little better from here on out, but from now on, you're going to get an w- episode a week. We're just going to record two at a time. So you'll get news on one, not on both because we're not going to be updated with all the news. Uh, but yeah, we will be doing that. Um, <clears throat> but tonight, I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> it's his face. You can see Kevin when he did it. It's like he's got this little like half. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Do it. It's kind of like it. when you're yelling at your <laughs> dog and he's just looking at you out of the side of his. Like he won't Keeping look at you directly. It's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did something bad, but I don't care. <laughs> Uh, so this week I'm going to put these guys through their paces. Uh, we're going to test their movie knowledge to see if they know what theme song goes to what movie. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to be doing 80s, and then on the next one will be 90s, and there will be a lightning round on that one, which will be a little bit 80s, a little bit of 90s as well, so that's cool. Um, the way this is going to work, there are rules. I'm going to play a clip, and you guys will chime in. And I'll give you the, a little more in-depth rules before we go into it, but um, you'll need to tell me the song. You'll get one point for that. You can get a point for the movie. And if you can tell me the artist who sang the song, you'll get two points. So there's a possible four points for each one. And if you can get part of it but can't get the rest, then your teammates can steal the extra points. I'm so going to lose. <laughs> we get teammates? No. We're just all on the same team, asshole. Uh, in the end, whoever has the most points will win. My respect. Um, those at home, you're free to play along all you want and see how many you know before we tell you, and you can email us and tell me you did Your well. respect, huh? Yeah. Mm. And you don't have it right now, so I'd work on it. Oh. Uh, but we'll get to that in a couple Damn. of minutes. Um, what a jerk. We actually have news this week, and uh, we'll get to that news first. So on Who the, died? Lots of people. Lots of people. I shouldn't really play that news in the for you. Uh, well, I'll do the news. We have a little bit of news. Uh, let me find it. I have news. We have. Uh, yes, Cinderella we have had a beating. Well, well, we'll talk about some of that. I actually don't have them on here because they that didn't happen. But yeah, I think maybe I don't know. Look, don't fuck me up. I'm trying. To, right. Trying to talk here. Um, so we got a couple movie updates that I will talk about. Actually, quite a few. So I'll talk about those really quick. Uh, Clerks three. I don't know if you guys yes. caught the news of that. Yes. Uh, but Kevin Smith is returning to the View Universe with Jay and Silent. Uh, he he did with Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, but he's uh, going to focus his attention on Clerks Three now. He actually received the funding as of this week. So uh, what's funny is I guess he'd used some of the stuff he'd written for it in reboot. So he's changing the whole story around. But all the cast from the Clerks movies are back, including including Rosario Dawson. And uh, this movie's going to focus on Randall, who has a heart attack. And so yeah, he gave him the heart attack he gave, that he had. Yep. Which I like that because you figure he'd have given it to Dante, but he gives it to Randall. And Randall realizes he's nobody will remember him, so Randall decides he wants to film a movie. And so he gets everybody together to try to film a movie. I get it's very meta for Kevin very Smith. Uh, Matrix 4, uh, as we all know, will be hitting, I think, HBO Max later this year. 
Yeah, he got everybody back. For real. Yeah. Um, it's weird now that we can't call them the Wachowski brothers, uh, so it's Lana Wachowski. is bringing the Matrix back to life on the big screen and, I think, on HBO Max with Keanu Reeves leading as Neo again. Carrie Ann Moss will be returning as Trinity. Yes. Uh, the release date for that, right, uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's back in it. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. And the release date for that currently is December 22nd of this year. Huh. Uh Here's kind of a surprising one to me. I thought uh, it's been revealed that 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trachtenberg is working on a new Predator movie, the fifth in the saga, if you don't count the Alien versus Predator films. Um, no release date yet, not a lot of details, but here's what shocks me. Expect this to be di- uh, uh, on Disney Plus, released on Disney uh-huh. Plus. Oh, yeah. I forgot about so that. So that's kind of interesting. RoboCop Returns, following the template that Terminator Dark Fate did. um, RoboCop Returns will ignore the plotline of the sequels it didn't like, and instead it'll pick up after the original 1987 Neil Blomkamp. Uh, No, I'm sorry, 1987 movie Neil Blomkamp, who did District 9, is set to direct it. So that's kind of cool. Nobody knows when that's coming out yet either. Possibly, probably next year. You want to hear the Rocketeer two? I'm pretty excited about this one. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Rocketeer is set to follow on from the much loved 1991 movie, with the plan being for the direct sequel rather than an outright reboot. Um, Azia Squire is pinning the script. I don't know who that is. Uh, probably another Disney Plus one for this one. I love the Rocketeer. Yeah, it's a really fun movie, and I really like it. Um, I have one more piece of actual news. Uh, 49-year-old Blink-182 singer and bassist Mark Hoppus gave a recent update to his battle against stage 4 cancer. He tweeted earlier in the week that scans indicate that the chemo is working. I still have months of treatment ahead, but it's the best possible news. Hoppus revealed back in June that he had been struggling with his health for a few months. It sucks, and I'm scared, and at the same time, I'm blessed with incredible doctors and friends to get me through this. Uh, I still have months of treatment ahead, but I'm trying to remain hopeful and positive. Hoppus was diagnosed with stage 4 diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. I don't know what that means. It does not sound good, though. Uh, Blink-182 has been on the scene since 1992, but hit mainstream in 1999, mainstream success in 99, with their album... Blink-182. Enema of the State. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Hoppus was a founding member of the band. Uh, we're glad to hear he's in good spirits. He That's lead? awesome. He's No, he's, he's singer, that? bass player. Okay. So he does both. He's, he's the, main. He's the, the bass. Wears uh, glasses. The low-end uh, singer. Like, Probably. Sounds I didn't cool. even know he had cancer. But apparently it hasn't been a thing very long. June, I guess, is when he let people know. I'll stop this because we're going to go into deaths now, and I just don't feel like that's the proper way to be doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, it's the who dirty laundry we, thing. Who have we killed this week? We didn't kill anybody. Ah. Oh, that's a shocker. Yeah. Um, we've, yes, we've lost quite a few people in the last few weeks, so we want to take a moment to honor their accomplishments. Just because we talk about them, it's because these are people that we respected and we want to talk about their careers because we've lost them and we're talking about people from the 70s, 80s and 90s so mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Should I try to play taps in the slide whistle? Uh, no. <laughs> so Paul Orndorff obviously and amazingly uh, enough Mr. we did Wonderful. not talk about him on the 
wrestling episode because we were talking we about We did not 90s. kill him, yes. But Mr. Wonderful passed away um, since we last recorded after dealing with uh, a severe spinal cord injury that happened. His. Did you Why not? am I just now hearing You didn't know that? this? No. Wow. You know who Mr. Wonderful is? Well, yeah, he yeah. knows who Mr. Wonderful is. How do, I didn't know you didn't know that. No. no. Like, all the like wrestlers were coming out like left and right talking about him and how wonderful he was. Uh, yeah. All of I haven't really been online much. All of Hulk Hogan's first five WrestleMania opponents are now yep, dead. Yep, they're all dead. That's the dead. Hogan curse. Um, Who's next? He actually had a bout of Hopefully cancer. Goldberg. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't know. He came back. I, I said it. I, I said it, it. Damn it. I watched him. That was awesome. I don't really like my friends. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Lexi just chimed in and said, I don't either. <laughs> um, so he, he actually battled cancer back in uh, 2011, but he finally succumbed to a, an array of health issues that have plagued him in recent years. Uh, Mr. Wonderful was a wrestling legend and is missed by many. He was 71 years old. So, yep. um, yeah, they were coming out like, like everybody's been coming out talking about him. Like I've seen stuff from God, like everyone. Hogan released a thing about him. Um, uh, McMahon released it like everybody's been talking yeah, about. Yeah, I him. saw a uh, picture on Facebook. It, I think it was last week that, uh, or right after Orndorff died, that it was a picture of Piper at the gates of heaven there to yep. greet Orndorff. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't nope. hear about that. Sorry, man. Dang, Dang, that's wow. That's rough. I mean, oh, welcome that, to the show. That, that's part <laughs> of my childhood. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, you're talking about 80s wrestlers. I mean, well, and he'd had lots of health years, problems. They were over probably the years. in their twenty thirties then. So. He'd had yeah. lots of health problems. I mean, he yeah. had a spinal cord injury back in the eighties, and then that's this. Then it's like I right. said, he, he was he was part of the main event of WrestleMania yeah. one. Yeah. So him right. Piper versus Hogan. And you got to understand, and, and these Mr. guys are T. starting to get up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in my personal opinion, uh, a couple of Ric Flair's not looking so hot either these days. He's looking a little rough. If you kill the nature boy, I'm just saying he doesn't. He's not. No, no, he ain't, <laughs> he, he ain't wooing anymore. He's like, oh, he's more wheezing. Whoa, whoa. Um, Mod Squad actor Clarence Williams the third, uh, who played Detective Link yep. Hayes on the Mod Squad from 1968 to 1973, died in his home in Los Angeles on June 4th after a battle with colon cancer. I want to talk to Samson. He was <laughs> 81 years old. Uh, Robbie Steinhardt. He's a the violinist and vocalist with the rock band Kansas. Died due to complications uh, with, from his pancreas. He was seventy one, and yes, he did play in songs like "Dust in the Wind" and stuff like that. Not in Kansas anymore. Uh, this one was hard for me. Charles Mack Robinson, uh, yeah, passed away. Uh, this one was really rough for me. Uh, Charles Robinson played Mack Robinson on the hit series Night Court from nineteen eighty four until its end in nineteen ninety two. Over the years, he has been in many television shows and films. He was in Antoine Fisher, House, the TV show Charmed, Home Improvement, My Name is Earl, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and so many more. Uh, he was actually one of my favorite characters on Night Court. Um, he just, I loved how he would just deliver those dry, like, you know, he, like, oh, I'm going to do it, Harry. Like, it, he just, the way he would deliver shit was... Sarcastic. Uh, compared to everybody else on the show, he kind of had this, like, dry, like... You could always tell that Mac was the smartest one in the room, mm-hmm. and he knew it. <laughs> like I don't know, he was he was a great character, and uh, I that was kind of a bummer for me. He was seventy five um, years old. 
and he died uh, due to cardiac arrest caused from complications from cancer. Uh, truly will be missed. Stu did not know this one, and I dropped it on him the other day. And unfortunately, I don't have their names, but two members of Cinderella died in the same day. Yep. So the keyboardist, uh, guitarist, Jeff Labar, the, key- the guitarist, and I don't know the I other can't one's remember, name. And unfortunately, I'd, I'd already written the notes before I found out. Two in the same day. That is messed up. And then the big one, um, you know, because... You, you got what I need, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need, when you say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend. Working for it at this time. I thought just having a friend couldn't be no crime. Cause I have friends, and that's a fact. Like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. Forget about that. Um, Let's go into the story. Thank you, Kevin. The, uh, the rapping alien. Of course, we <laughs> lost Biz Marquis, the clown prince of hip hop himself. And from what I hear, all around an awesome dude. Everyone loved this guy. People were just talking about how he was one of the kindest people they've ever met, and how he was like loving to everybody's family. He would call people and check in on them on a regular basis. I just think Not surprised. Cool. Um, best known for his 1989 single, Just a Friend, uh, which became a top 40 hit in several countries. In 2008, Just a Friend made it to number 100 on VH1's list of 100 greatest hip-hop songs of all time. Uh, he passed away on July 26 from complications from diabetes. Um, like I said... From every corner of the internet, people, uh, Will Smith, like, just person after person has been coming out and talking about, like, how wonderful he is, how amazing he is, how, like, uh, who was it that released a video of him playing with their with their kids? And, like, they were saying, like, every time he would come over, the kids would get excited, and they, like, just, apparently he was just an all-around fun guy to be around, nice to everybody. Yeah. Was, uh, that one kind of sucked. That was, yeah. that was rough, too. Those are the people... That I am aware of that died this week, um, or in the last couple Lexi's, weeks. Le- Lexi's soul just died. Cause you, guys cause mi- you know, you guys missed that entire interaction we just had. I saw it. I didn't know what yeah. was going on no, there. She, she just got really sad. Are you a big, big biz marquee fan? No. Yo Gabba Gabba. Her, her uh, big time Rush reunion concert just sold out. Both shows. Aww. Aww, yeah. ain't that a shame. At least they're alive. What's big time Rush? <laughs> Some boy band. They were. Like they had a TV ago. show on. Like, was it Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. And yeah. now they're a band. Oh, that okay. was the first concert she ever went to, and she wanted to go to one of the new ones. That would have been cool for you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Closest uh, well, one was like Chicago, though. So before we go into um, the tonight's contest, yes, we have. Uh, I we were sent. I'm sorry, excuse not. After we did our uh, inappropriate song episode, we were sent a uh, voicemail? Not really. But everybody at home, you can do this, too. You can send it to our email, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Skiznot sent something in. He had some questions for us. Um, I'm not sure if I should. I feel like I should leave us on mic, but just try not to walk over him too much because there's he, he requires he requests our interaction. He has some questions regarding a song that he wants to know. If we think it's inappropriate and why, because he says it's always been said that it is, but he didn't quite understand why. So I'll let him talk. It'll make more sense. 
Hello, mixed tape heads. I, I don't know. Do you have a what? What do we call you? Uh, That's fine. It's your old friend Skiznod. Tape I worms. have enjoyed the nostalgia of the subjects of the mixtape podcast, and also feeling nostalgic about listening to the other nostalgia podcast in the two thousands, like a decade ago. The podcast about nostalgia about the nineteen eighties. So both the nostalgia and the nostalgia about the nostalgia. I'm in a nostalgia rabbit hole. Never mind. Wow, that was up. That, and that's not why Look. I'm sending a message. The reason I'm sending a message is in response to your episode about these songs that are controversial or effed up or just plain wrong. Because for a long time, I've known about this song from 1963 that was supposed to be controversial in its time, but I cannot figure out what is wrong with it. Um, a little context. It's a calypso tune from an artist from Trinidad and Tobago named Lord Kitchener. These you know, calypso guys had a lot of fancy names like that. So um, the song is called Dr. Kitch, like Kitch, short for Kitchener, and in it, uh, Lord Kitchener is called upon to administer health care when he's clearly not qualified. I'm assuming the town doctor is away and things are dire for him to have to step in. And um, I'm guessing it might be controversial because he's practicing medicine without a license, but perhaps you guys can listen to an excerpt and see if you can find anything wrong with this song. not a qualified physician and I don't want to give this injection. I am not a qualified physician and I don't want to give this injection. Dorothy is begging for trouble. She insists I should give her this needle. But darling, one thing I want you know, don't blame me for where the needle go. I push it in, she pull it out, I push it back. She start to shout, Dr. Kitch is terrible. I can't stand the size of your needle. So you can, you can hear from that. It's not an ideal situation for anyone involved. I mean, um, if you didn't understand that last part, the character Dorothy in the song is saying, Dr. Kitch, it's terrible. I can't stand the size of your needle. I mean... You'd have feel for the guy. He's got to use the big needle because he doesn't know what he was do- doing. You know, like when, when you're trained, the better you are. You oh my God. can move on to the small needle that are less, less painful, you know. But uh, trust me, I know. Still, you know, actually looking at the lyrics written out, it might actually start become clear as to why the the song was uh, controversial because. Dr. Kitch gets a little abusive with Dorothy, and that's, that's not cool at all. And this next lyric, I think, is the heart of the problem. So again, Dorothy is complaining Uh-oh. throughout the whole song. You know, she's, she's not happy uh, about the injection. Uh, she screamed, Dr. Stop, I can't stand the pain. I don't think you're inside the right vein. I said, it's your own fault. You wouldn't be told. The needle must be stick in the wrong hole. Trinidadian speak stuck in the wrong hole 
So there it is. Um, clearly, the song is controversial because penicillin needs to be an intramuscular injection when he's trying to do it intravenously. I mean, he has no business yeah, being the penis. around a needle. So that is messed up. But, uh, you know, I, I guess it was a different time. So um, thanks, guys, for helping me work this out. Until next time, I'll be listening. Cheers. Doc, I can feel the penicillin going in. I said, you little fool, look what you do. You talk until the needle breaking you. <laughs> I push it in. You talk until the needle break in you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I think. S- Want to play that on the slide, also, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Uh. But I think what Skiznut is trying to say <laughs> is that everybody should get vaccinated. Yeah, that's what he was going to think so. Not by that doctor. Not, no, <laughs> no, no, not, not, not by Dr. No. Kitsch. Yeah, no, that, doctor, <laughs> that doctor was saying you push it in, you pull push it out. out. <laughs> oh, Skiznut, we love you. Not with the big needle, I'm not. By all means, send more stuff. Please. Yes, that please. was awesome. That, that was, was great. great. Um, Genius. And, and other people out there in listening land, if you want to send stuff in, you can send it to our email. You can record it on your phone or whatever. Just send it on over, and there's a really good chance we'll play it on the show. Uh, I'm you, still yeah. waiting for people to send emails with, you know, drunken karaoke. I would love to. Oh, yeah. I mean, stuff. we get lonely here, so we want to hear miss, from I you. I miss those girls that started it. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but the girls that the, the drunken karaoke. I remember any the ones who gone wild. Yeah, that's karaoke. What I, I remember. That's how, that's how it started. No, I remember girls, the two that called in that did the bringing Skeksis back when we did a dark or we said something about where, Skeksis. Like, uh, they left it up like I don't know. Left maybe. the voicemail. Going. It was a long time ago. It was yeah. yeah, it was like a over a decade. So ago. to those of you who didn't figure out the beginning part of that, where he was talking about nostalgia, he was talking about he liked this show about nostalgia. Which also made him nostalgic about the old show we did about nostalgia. That's I picked up on that one. Really <laughs> which know, was very obscure. Oh, shut, up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. It took me like months to not say the obscure 80s on this show when, instead of the What's mixtape that? podcast. Yeah, I think we should just, our listeners should be called tapeworms. Yeah. Tapeworms. Uh, I, I like that. <laughs> I do, I do I like, like that. that. It's got a nice ring to it. Listen here, tapeworms. It's got a nice ring. You can dance to it. <laughs> All right. Oh. So, I figured, I figured we'd just call them mixers. Shut up, Stewie. <laughs> I'm going to f- throw something at you now. They're going to get in the fight. It's going to be the best thing about yes, it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it'll be like, nah, you're too tall. I was going to say it'll be like that scene in Cowboy when uh, Joe C. fights uh, Gary Coleman, but <laughs> you don't really, you're too tall to be Gary Coleman. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Why are you staring at me like you're creeping me out? All right. Here are the rules. So pay attention. Tonight's episode, I'm going to be playing songs that are kind of like the theme songs of movies. All right. I will play a clip. And if you think you know, you need to say, got it. All right? I'm the fucking judge here. I'm the sole judge, and I will decide who I heard first, and there will be no arguing, or I will kick you in the nutsack. Yes, Are we dude. clear on that? I will kick you in the nutsack just for that. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to speak up before the clip finishes, but once you do... You're on the spot. You're going to have a time limit 
I will decide that time limit. Like, I'm just going to judge it. Like, say, okay, you know, you're taking too fucking long tick, to answer. Tick, tick, tick. Um, again, the way this is going to work, there will be one point if you get the song right. There will be one point if you get the movie right. And there will be two points if you can tell me who sang the song. How many points is that, Stu? I don't have that many fingers. <laughs> yes, you do. You uh, you you have more. Four. <laughs> God. If you um, need to, just use your foot and just kind of stomp it out. Stomp I'm out this the many years old. <laughs> okay, are you guys done? All right. Go if ahead. you cannot answer one of those things, so like you yell "got it" and like Kevin yells "got it," and then we pl- the clip will finish. You don't have to say the answers till the clip finishes. Okay. And then you go, "Oh, it's." Blah, 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 blah. Oh, shit. I don't know who sang it. I'll give you a few seconds, and then and then I'll say, nope. And then the next person, if somebody else thinks they got it, they can yell got it, and they can steal your extra points. Does that make sense? Makes sense. They can't steal the points you already got, but they can steal your right. extra points. All right. Uh, and again, it'll be the first person to speak up on that. If no one knows, I will give a hint. Nobody knows. If I have to give one hint, the possible Nobody two knows. points goes away. If I have to give a second hint, one of the other points goes away. And if I have to give a third, well, then I'm telling you the damn name of it, and you don't get any damn points anyway. Does everybody understand? Yes. All right. We start with the 80s. Now, remember, song, movie, singer. I want all three. Don't fuck this up. Here we go. I feel it. Oh, some of these are easy, and some of these are hard. I'm going to fuck it up. Do what you like. Do it if you got it. Who says he's got it? I got it. Who said it first? He said it first, but I, I know it. Got it. I know. But he gets to guess first. And if he fucks it up, then it goes to you. All right, Stu. Caddyshack, Kenny Kenny Loggins, it's all right. All right, four points for Stewie right off the bat. Wow. That is I'm All Right. What's close enough? It's all right, I'm all right. Kenny Loggins from the movie Caddyshack, written and performed by American pop singer Kenny Loggins. It was used as the theme music for the 1980 film Caddyshack. Uh, The the track was released as a single in 1980 and then reached the top 10 in the U.S. singles chart and number seven on the Billboard chart. Eddie Money is who you just heard in part of that, makes a guest appearance in the song's background chorus as well. He does that. Yeah, he threw me off a little bit. That's what I was like. Yeah. He only does like one line in the song. I mean, it's repeated, but yep. so Stu comes in hard. Did you have all of it? <laughs> yeah. Did you know all four or all three parts? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So remember, this is the 80s part. I have a feeling that next week's episode, the 90s, is going to be a little tougher. And we'll see. But this one's going to be a little easier. But some of them aren't going to be so easy. I don't know if this next one will be as easy for you guys. I think you guys will know the song. Mm-hmm. But my question is, can you name the movie and the singer? <laughs> have a lot of confused faces. Spanky thinks he's on the right track. He's got two of them. 
I got the song. I don't know the movie, but I got the song and the artist. Ooh. Well, I mean, uh, first person to say got it gets the chance to go for it. You can always get part of the points. Got it. All right. So, Spanky. I'll Stop the World, Melt With You by Modern English. Melt With You by Modern English, yep. Yeah. Does anybody the think movie, they I'm know not, the movie? I'm not sure on the movie. The movie, movie. Oh. Wouldn't be Breakfast Club. But, right? I'll, no, I'll take a stab at it. It's not pretty Breakfast Club. It is not Pretty in Pink. Okay. <laughs> I will give one hint for a chance to get the movie. Um, Nicholas Cage. It's your one and only hint. In five. Raising Arizona? No. Four, three, two. Viva Las Vegas? No. Did you just say Viva Las Vegas? Whatever. Honeymoon in Vegas? Yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. That's uh, Melt With You by Modern English from the film Valley Girl. Uh. The song is from the British New Wave band Modern English. The song produced by Hugh Jones was the second single from their 1982 album. After the Snow, it became the band's most successful single, largely in the United States, where it was featured in the film Valley Girl and on MTV. It reached number seven, of course, on MTV. Who the fuck wrote these notes? I didn't write these notes, some of them, but not all of them. It reached number seven on Plagiarism. Billboard's mainstream rock charts in 1983 and re-released, uh, uh, reached number 76 on the Hot 100 chart in 1990. The band's vocalist, Robbie Gray, described England at the time of the song's writing to be a bleak place due to the ongoing economic downturn. There was no money. <laughs> I just turned into a beetle. There'd be no power. <laughs> and you'd be at home with candles. These conditions... Oh, he's not talking anymore. These conditions and his fear of a nuclear <laughs> war inspired him to write, I'll Melt With You. The song depicts a couple making love while an atomic bomb is dropped. He described the song in an interview as a love song, but more about the good and bad in people. The song is amongst the top 500 songs ever played on the U.S. radio. The group received a Lifetime Achievement Award at the BMI... Uh, that sounds bad. Award, it sounds like bowel movement something. <laughs> Awards in 2017, celebrating 3 million plays of the song. It is ranked number 39 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s, popularized by its appearance in the 1983 film, in which it features both the ending credit titles and the falling in love montage sequence. Boom, boom, boom. So Spank Dog got two points, and two points were not delivered. Now, we need to be specific sometimes, guys, and on this next one, specificity is expected from all of y'all. And here's the next song. It is... The royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> Who sang it? <laughs> oh, 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 Stewie, oh! Stewie said oh. it. I got it. Got it. <laughs> what movie? Coming to America. Ah! <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I expect you guys to be specific on. Oh, this you weren't being one. real on that? No, I wasn't being no. real on that. <sighs> I'm always nervous to hit the button, but here we go. Some of these you might have a chance, at, especially when we get in the '90s. But this one you might. Got it. Got it. Shit. <laughs> I want to know if he really got it. Back on the street. He was quick to jump at the got it. Got it. 
Oh, I was very careful in all these clips not to let the name of the song be in the clip. Do you not even know what the song is? No, I know what the song is. You don't know what movie it's from? I but you don't know who sings it. I tried to fi- uh, figure out which movie. Ah, the that's series the question. But yeah. Stu said got it. So let's see which of the four points he gets. Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, Rocky. He got all four. One of those you got wrong. And I'm not going to let you just get, guess all the Rocky movies. That ain't fair. Rocky won. <laughs> so Stu says, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, Rocky. One of those things is wrong. I kind of already announced which thing was wrong. So I think you said got it second. Do you know? I, I actually had the same answers, so I'm uh, a little perplexed. Rocky three? Yes. Oh. The boy comes in with the save. It is for Rocky three. Noah gets two points. It'll probably be the only I two points he gets movie. tonight. He to win the box. I mean, what? it wasn't the first one. Song by the American rock I band Survivor. It was released as a single from their third album of the same name, and was also the theme song for the 1982 film Rocky III, which was released a day before the single was. The song was written by Survivor guitarist Frankie Sullivan and keyboardist Jim Petter. The same day, or it came out. The movie came out a day before the single. Uh, did. Yeah. I thought it was in the first one during the training montage, but I was wrong. Nope. Nope, that's uh. Apparently that was wrong. Getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. Got me all turned up. Uh, it was recorded at the request of Rocky Three star writer and director Sylvester Stallone after Queen denied him permission to use another one by Sadust. The song Stallone actually wanted for Rocky Three. Think they better, went on a better route. Uh, the yeah. version of the song that appears in the film is the demo version of the song. The film version also contained Tiger Growls, which did not appear on the album version. It features original Survivor singer Dave Bickler on lead vocals. The song is also the title song to the 1986 film of the same name, I Have the Tiger, which I didn't even know was a thing. In the United States, it held number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart for six consecutive weeks, the band's only song to top the charts. It was number two single of it was the number two single of 1982, behind Olivia Newton John's "Let's, Let's Get, Get Physical." Physical. Uh, it's been 15 consecutive weeks in the top ten. <laughs> just so Lexi just go. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, second longest run of 1982 behind Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp. Certified platinum in August of 1982, signifying sales of 2 million vinyl copies. The song has sold over 4.1 million in digital downloads in the United States alone by February of 2015. It was voted VH1's 63rd greatest hard rock song. Combined sales of original vinyl released and digital downloads total over 9 million copies that's a lot of copies yeah, I, I, I agree by the way um, weird oddly enough I kind of see the. N- I never noticed the similarities between like the beats of another one by said don't 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 like that he obviously wanted that kind of pace mm-hmm. um, but I agree while I think another one by dust is a far superior song to Eye of the Tiger. I think Eye of the Tiger fits Rocky way better. Interestingly enough, and I didn't put this note in here, they weren't going to call it Eye of the Tiger. They thought that was too, like, I don't want to call it that. We say it in the song too much. It was going to be called Survivor. Off the album Survivor, 
by the band Survivor, but then when they heard it, they're like, no, we think it needs to be called Eye of the Tiger, which I think was a smart move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Noah, Noah lands on the board tied with Spank Dog and pulling up the rear <laughs> will be one Kevin Casey Masterpiece Coleman. You mean I'm going to stay this color? Probably. <laughs> if you're lucky, dude. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope you do. It would be Unless weird. It would be weird if you just started like over there just to play change. <laughs> Unless you're like Michael Jackson. And the chameleon's in the house. Oh <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you call a chameleon that can't change colors? A reptile dysfunction. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. That one. Yeah. <laughs> that one. I found it. Eventually. All right. You guys ready for the next one? Now remember... This one, I know you guys will get the song and the artist. I'm curious if you'll get the movie. And I'm going to place a small bet right now that if one person does, it will be Stuart. Oddly enough. But here we go. You guys ready? Got it. All right. Welcome to your life. Kev might make it on the board. Waiting for a slip up, Ipsy. You know what? I yeah. Apparently, I did miss it. But hey, you know what? What? Oh. What do you got? Everybody wants to rule the world by uh, Tears for Fears. Okay. Uh, don't know the movie. Damn. I was I was I was hopeful for you there for a minute. Does kinda, anybody think they know I the movie? Kind of don't. Anyone? 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 Uh, I'll give it five more seconds. I don't give a hint. Four. I'll take a stab at it. Uh, Wall Street? No. Three, two... Mannequin? One. Your hint is Val Kilmer. Oh. We got it. Real genius. Real genius. Uh, Stu gets one point for the save there. Stu is leading the board there. I could have given popcorn as a clue, and I thought about it. You should have. From the film Real Genius. Yep. Everybody Wants to Rule the World is a song by English pop group uh, Tears for Fears. It was written by Roland Orzabal, Ian Stanley, and Chris Hughes, and produced by Hughes. The song was first released on March 18, 1985, uh, as the third single from the band's second album, Songs from the Big Chair. It was then used as the theme song for the 1985 Val Kilmer film, Real Genius, which we all love. Uh, especially since it is playing over the popcorn scene. What a great scene. Um, with, uh, oh, God, what's his name? He plays the bad guy like everything. He's like the, I can't forget. I you know, forget the, he's from Ghostbusters, too. He's like always yeah, he's bad the jerk. Guy. He's always, he always plays a jerk, and I know he's his like, name. Wasn't he like the lawyer? He's Jerry, Jerry Dandridge in Real Genius. I cannot, I know the guy's name. Why can't, anyway, fuck it. I don't know. So Stu is leading, guys. He is, uh. Yeah, man, he has a three-point lead. No, a five-point lead on you guys, all of you. We have the other three of you pulling up the rear <laughs> with two points each, each. So they're not doing any better than you, man. I told you. Don't count yourself out. 
here we go again. This is going to be a race to who yells got it first. I have a feeling. Let's see. Ready? Got it. Ooh, which one of you said it? Ooh, that was tough. <laughs> I think Stu said it just a smidge. We, I think we both hit it at the same time. I'd give it a spanky. That was tough. You, you weren't as loud on my end. It's hard to, hard to hear. And I thought it was Noah for a second. I'm like, damn, boy. <laughs> All right, Stu's going to let you take it. Power of Love, Huey Lewis in the news, back to the future. All right. Spank Dog comes in and steals every point for that one. How did I know? Ooh. I recognize the song. I used to know what it was called and where it was from. <laughs> that is The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News, 1985 single by uh, Huey Lewis in the News, written for and featured in the 1985 blockbuster film Back to the Future. It gave the band their first number one hit on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and their second number one hit in the U.S. Top Rock Charts. As the 13th Annual American Music Awards, the at the 13th Annual Music Awards, the song was nominated for Favorite Single and Favorite Video Single, winning in both categories. The song was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song at the 58th Academy Awards, but lost to Lionel Richie's Say, 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 or say you say me, and I will give a bonus point to anyone who can tell me the 1985 film that the song Say You, Say Me was written for. Uh, no clue. What if I said Gregory Hines? I got tap. No. No. Oh. White Knights from 1985, American musical uh, drama I film totally directed by Taylor Hackford and starring Mikhail Brishnikov, Gregory Hines, Jersey Skomolinsky, Helen Mirren, and Isabella Rossellini. I forgot about that one. Nope. Damn. So I, it is so weird to me to think now that Power of Love lost to Say You, Say Me because I would bet money that neither of these two know the song Say You, Say Me, but you both know Power of Love. Right. And you probably never heard of a movie called White Knights, but no. you've probably both seen Back to the Future. I've yeah. seen clips or of Or at least White heard Knight. of it. It's a, it's a movie about... It's like um, let's see, a Russian... Ballet yeah. dancing thing. I mean, yeah, it had yeah. Mikhail Gorbach- or, uh, Barishnikov. Barishnikov. Gorbachev. Mikhail yeah, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Mikhail where Gorbachev did, was in where there. Where the fuck did Gorbachev start dancing? <laughs> well, Barishnikov, Gorbachev, you know. <laughs> see that weird red dot on his head? Potato, potato. It wasn't a dot. It was like a river. Potato. It's more like a continent, actually. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, looks like he got shot playing gotcha back in the 80s. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a Just never wiped it off all the way. <laughs> what? Does I got something on my head? That's my Russian now accent. That, that's <laughs> a movie we need to revisit. Oh, totally. Gotcha? 100%. Yeah. yeah. And Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yeah. I loved Cloak and Dagger when I was a kid, man. I was uh, like... Now, those, I mean, those might have been mainstream, but they are a little bit obscure. They're pretty obscure. I mean... I was talking to my kids yesterday about like the difference when we were kids. Like, you didn't. There weren't like eighteen screens at a, a cinema, and a lot of times you would have like two major movies out, mm-hmm. and they'd be out for a year Months, sometimes. Right. Literally a year sometimes. A movie would stay on at the box office. And I was telling. There's a story about when I was a kid, and I mean I'm I'm real little. 
probably six or seven years old. And we went to the, we were going to the movies and there were only two movies to choose from at the theater in my town. And, um, I wanted to see the wrath of Khan and I got outvoted Khan! and we went and saw Annie and I literally cried cause I was that mad. But then later we, and I liked Annie and later we saw the wrath of Khan. So it all worked out. It's hard not life. But, uh, knock. Whatever. Like, hard knock. Whatever. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Instead of treating, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I know you guys will know this next one, but you might not know it from the clip unless you recognize who's singing it, and then we may have some warring going on here. But it, this one may take a second, so we're going to see. Ready? Got it. Do you really? Or do you just saying got it at the beginning of everything? <laughs> All right. Got it. I'm just... You know who it is. I, I know I know all three of them. Yes. Might be one of my favorite songs by her, to be honest. I love the song. Yeah, I love the video for it, too. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to cut it there. Stewie says he's got it. So name the singer, the movie. I, I don't have and the, the song. Oh, <laughs> I got the first Tina Turner. What's love? Wrong. wrong. Stewie gets one point. Oh, what? Kevin, you I'll get a tell you, you get a that. chance to steal. So <laughs> Stewie gets one point for the singer. Actually, it's uh, did I say two points for the singer? And yeah, two points for the singer, but not the song. No, it was two the points movie. for the movie. Oh, yeah, it's two points for the singer, one point for the movie, one point for the song. Mm, okay, Kevin. we don't need another hero. One point for Kev there. And uh, let's see, Mad Max uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. I will give a bonus point if anybody can tell me. It's almost a giveaway. What person is featured in this video playing the saxophone? Mel Gibson? Yes, because he's known for his saxophone playing. <laughs> no one? Saxophone. Uh, Kenny G? Guys, think about who sang the song. <coughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> that, I mean, that would have been hilarious. But that no. would, but... Uh, Tina Turner song. Ike Turner? Who... Might have been playing that sax is in the video featured in the video. I nope. It's Timmy Capella. It's Tim Capella. Dude know. from Lost Boys. Lost right? Boys. That's what I was thinking. I just uh, wasn't one hundred percent. I still on. believe. Yeah, it's Tim. Capella. He played saxophone for yeah, that's Tina right. Turner we, for years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't need another hero, Tina Turner. Nineteen eighty five song by Tina Turner. It, it's actually the song is called "We Don't Need Another Hero." Thunderdome. She says Thunderdome in the song. It appeared, yes. It appeared in the 1985 film Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which starred uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, the song was written by Terry Britton and Graham Lyle, receiving a Golden Globe nomination for Best Original Song and Grammy nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance in 1986. The music video features Turner dressed in her anti... 
and Niti. That's yeah, that's uh, her character. Oh, costume uh, from the film. A heavily chain-mailed gown. Um, as several spotlights shine on her, she proceeds to sing a atop a platform while various scenes from the movie are interspersed. In the last portion of the video, she's accompanied by a children's choir and Tim Capello, her tour saxophonist, percussionist, keyboardist, and the guy who's saying, I still believe. And funny, in this video, he looks exactly the same way. Uh, he could have been in Mad Max Beyond Thunder, too, and he kind of fits the whole feel. Um, With a saxophone, he could use it as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, the music, and they're making, they're, by the way, they're making another Mad Max movie <laughs> after Thunder, Thunder Road, I think the last one was called. Warrior Road, something yeah. like that. Fury Road. Fury Road, that was it. It was okay. It wasn't like blown away. Uh, the music video received an MTV Music Video Award nomination for Best Female Video. The single peaked at number two on the United States Billboard Hot 100 behind another movie theme song that is not on our list by one Mr. John Parr. Anyone? 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 Gonna be a man in motion. All I need is a pair of wheels. St. Elmo's Fire. So there you go. I didn't put that on the list because it was... The name of the song is the name of the damn movie. I can't really do that. It'd be a little too much of a giveaway. <sighs> All right, guys. We have, in this portion of the show, one more song. So what's the points in there? <clears throat> you have nine. Spanky has six. Kevin has four. And Noah, body, has two. Mr. Body. Shut up, Stewie. That's a you're Mr. Body. You're Tim Curry. You've never From seen Clue. Shut Squirtle. up, Noah. I know <laughs> Tim Curry. Shut up, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very like ship Noah. <laughs> this is no good. All right, this is gonna be a fight here on this one. I already know it. This right. is this is gonna be a fight. <sighs> you guys ready? Yep. And go. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know what it is? You're killing me, small. Is the the way you, you look at me you go got, got it. it do you know <laughs> all right Stu name the song Danger Zone close enough a highway to the Danger Zone my bad movie Top Gun singer, singer. Kenny Loggins he's right uh, Danger Zone highway to the Danger Zone Kenny Loggins music composed by Giorgio Marauder which is pretty cool or Marauder which is pretty cool. And lyrics written by Tom Whitlock, which uh, American singer-songwriter Kenny Loggins recorded and released in 1986. The song was one of the hits from the soundtrack to the 1986 motion picture Top Gun. The K- best-selling... Kenny Loggins just could not We'll lose. talk about that. Best-selling soundtrack of 1986 and one of the best-selling soundtracks of all time. Film producers Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, along with music supervisor Michael Dilbeck, had over 300 songs to employ 
on Top Gun. Testing compositions against the dailies of the opening scenes at the aircraft carrier, nothing really satisfied them, and Bruckheimer asked uh, soundtrack producer Giorgio Moroder to write something with the help of songwriter Tom Whitlock. He composed Danger Zone. Toto was originally intended to perform the track, but legal conflicts between the producers of Top Gun and the band's lawyers prevented that. Ready? Brian Adams was approached to uh, to do this song. Uh, um, sorry, to allow his song Only the Strong Survive on the soundtrack and perform Danger Zone as well, to which Adams declined any involvement, feeling that the film glorified war and he did not want any of his work linked to it. Oh, shut up. Gets better. Ario Speedwagon was approached to perform Danger Zone, to which the group declined due to not being allowed to contribute any of its own compositions to the soundtrack, and then... Corey Hart was approached to perform Danger Zone, to which he also declined, preferring to write and perform his own music. Eventually, the producers offered the song to Kenny Loggins, who would recall his ascent, uh, his... Anyway, he didn't want to do it. Uh, He said Danger Zone as a very snap judgment. Uh, Whitlock went to Loggins and Sino Home, and once shown the lyrics, the singer added his own improvisations. The song reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Danger Zone would be Logan's runner-up career record, bested only by his 84 number one hit, Footloose, which was also a film theme because, let's face it, Kenny Loggins can do movie music. He was the king of 80s soundtracks. Fuck yeah, it was. Because we had him on two here tonight, which is I'm All Right. Now this. He did Footloose. And he also did performed Nobody's Fool for Caddyshack 2, which, in my opinion, is the only good thing about Caddyshack 2. And he did Days of Thunder. He did yeah. a song for Days of Thunder. Yeah, he did. I hated Days of Thunder with a passion. Uh, the only other thing, only other good thing about um, Caddyshack 2 was the gopher. I mean, the dancing gopher, yeah. It was a pretty horrible movie. It was that bad. was bad. It was Jackie really Mason bad. was horrible. So a little, little uh, side note on the dancing gopher. Um, Kenny Loggins talks about it, and he's like, you know, he's he's doing this movie, and and he's like, they're they're like, we're gonna put a dancing gopher in it, and he's like, what? Yeah, a puppet. And he's like, that's gonna be stupid. And he's like, then I saw it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the funniest part of the whole movie. Didn't think it would work, but it worked. Um, so that's the '80s portion of this thing, and going into the next, see, right now, Stu's ahead. But I don't think he's gonna he's he he's gonna do well in the '90s portion. But I don't think I think you guys are gonna pick up some steam when we go into next week's episode, which will be next week for the people at home, but only a few minutes for us here in the studio. Um, there you go. So we're gonna be doing this new format where we break stuff up. Now sometimes it'll be two part episodes, or sometimes it'll be its own episode. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode where I give a breakdown of how things are going to go from here on out. But we just sort of decided that, you know, I had a few people like we kind of look at it as we record and we only record every other week. So doing a two plus hour episode, you don't have to listen to it all in one sitting, but apparently people want to. I don't know why anybody wants to torture themselves with this shit. Um, but I was like, well, fine, we'll just break it and then we'll release it every week. And then you'll have one each week at a roughly an hour. Did you hear my son in the theater last night trying to open his damn almond joys? <laughs> I was like, I looked over and Shyla's looking at him just cracking up. 
Because he like I was like, did you pick the quietest part of the damn movie to open those? And it's like, <laughs> and he kept looking at me. I'm like, and Shyla is like trying not to laugh. They were cracking me up. I tell you what, sitting next to Stewie when he drinks an icy is the weirdest experience I've ever had. I think it's your cord. I wonder if the people at home can hear that little hiss. I don't know what's going on. Stu doesn't do anything normal that I'm aware of. Like, Stu is Stu. And everything he does is Stewie's version of how things get done. Well, looking at him deep throat these Swiss rolls. (laughs) He is kind of, is it turning you on a little bit? (laughs) He's like, look. (laughs) He's like, mine's dark chocolate filled with white cream, too. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you put some of this in your mouth? (laughs) How you doing? I'll give you the KC Masterpiece. It's got protein. In oh, it. oh God! My, oh my poor, poor, poor little sister. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't yeah, did you forget my that. my Was kids that, are in the room? You brought them. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of your fault. Um, oh. Stu drinks Icy's. That's how you do. You drink Icy's. You take like three quick, like like every time. It's not like only sometimes, like sometimes there's a fourth. And I, all I can think when I hear stuff like this is, like, is he, is he, does he consciously do this or is it just, like, he doesn't even know he does it. So now I want to know, do you know you drink it like that or is that just how you drink it? That's so fucking weird. You don't even know you do it. Every time you take, here it is, ready? This is, a, this is my impression of Stu with an icy. He moves the straw around, and then he goes. He doesn't like the way he eats <laughs> food at all. No, it doesn't make ever. me mad. I was just in the theater like, oh, my God, he even drinks an Icy Weird. Stu is a I unique. Got, I got little cups of icy, frozen Icy. So he, he hates Yeah, I- that was driving nuts. We're watching because he goes. <laughs> I told you. He it's is a frozen. Unique, he's a unique character. Yeah, most of us are just like. It's frozen. Yeah, but you it's like eating an ice. You do everything cube. in patterns. And he probably he probably shaved ice the same way too. He does everything in patterns, like with the frozen ices. It's not like it's the same. No- Y'all been living together for way too long. I mean, he's always kind of been this way. Yeah, he's a unique character. He Stu is one of a kind. Like they fucking Thank they didn't God. they fucking blew the mold <laughs> up. There's not even fragments of the mold left. There is no one else on this planet like Stewie. I've never I've there's people that have similarities in their attitudes or whatever, but Stu is Stu. Like you can't point to anybody else and be like, he reminds me of you the way he acts. Nope. You are uniquely Stu. That like there's only one person that resembles Stu. <laughs> no, no, I'm, yes, not talking about, I'm not talking about work. Sometimes, about <laughs> well, I'm kind of reminded. That's the face. <laughs> he did just make the foul fill face. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. <laughs> Matt's at home laughing right now, listening or at work, wherever the fuck. <laughs> Matt can fuck off. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on! Don't get mad, Tiger Beat. Come on! <laughs> You're gay for having that picture. Uh, <laughs> you like it? No, he's getting hurt. He just called you gay. He's wrestling that picture I showed you. He just called you gay. I can't find it, so I can't. Them gays just love me. So it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, why is it like in an accent? You <laughs> <laughs> like them guys just love me. <laughs> I know why, but I don't want to share. Because <laughs> that takes away from the fun of it. Oh, God. Oh, God. So we're about to go into part two. Uh, we will go out 
with a song, and actually, we're going to go out with Tina Turner today, because um, we all need to hear Timmy Capella. What's Love? Oh. No. That is, you know, there is a movie, What's Love Got to Do With It, but that's from the 90s. And it was a make, damn good movie. Didn't make the 90 list. Angela Bassett. Yep. You know, playing Tina Turner. So, I have to talk about Tina Turner for just a second, because as I'm watching the bit music video for- It's like beating a dead horse. We Don't Need Another Hero. What is like beating a dead horse? Tina Turner, hot or not? Hot. Back in the day, pretty hot. Face? Hmm. Pretty hot. Legs? Oh, my God. Face is okay. Body is like, oh, my God. From the neck down. Wow. (laughs) Them them legs, they never stopped. I mean. So she's a butter face. She's no No, butter face. She wasn't a butter face. She never looked young to me. not. Dropped it. Well, when you have Ike as a husband, come on, but uh, that just, ages you, you know. But her, she's built like a shit brick house. Oh, yes, she End is. End of discussion. Like those legs. Uh, her legs. Her are legs insured. are famous. She is very famous for her legs, and they are insured. And Angela Bassett, like playing so her, like, so like had those legs Lopez too. Is got her butt. Uh, Teen Turner's got the legs and thighs. Yeah. And that's as far as we can do any comparisons between the two because one of them has lots of talent and the other one is Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't like her. She's very yeah. conceited. Yeah. And she got on TikTok and I'm like, oh God, it's just her. Her and A-Rod. Look at me. I'm... It's like, yeah. All right, so that'll do it for this portion of the episode. Uh, and then, like I said, we're going to be coming back next week with the 90s portion. If you at home think you beat the guys here, uh, I, just tell me you did because I won't know and I'll believe you anyway. But you can send it over to us at yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter where we tweet. We tweet on Twitter. Tweet, tweet, tweet. It is your under, is it, is it mix underscore tape underscore pod? Yeah. Yeah, just makes underscore tape underscore pod over at Twitter. And you should follow us because guess what? Sergeant Slaughter follows us now. I don't even have a Twitter. He's my buddy now. Me and Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, I don't have one anymore. We're like this. We know that. I'm going to reach out to him. Why? Why do you know that? I am. You have no Twitter. I'm going to try to see if we can, by some chance, snag an interview with Sergeant Slaughter because I think that would be the best. I was really shocked when he started following us. I'm like, (gasps) I don't think he'd. uh, Oh. Hey, I, tell you guys. Think, I don't think he would let us interview. I bet you. He, I don't know. Just a bunch of maggots. <laughs> I said you're maggots. Um, Come on, Sarge. Give us a chance. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> is after battle. So <laughs> this week, so I tweet stupid 80s themed jokes all the time and 90s themed jokes oh. all the time. And this week I tweeted. I just want to say that we have gotten replies from some pretty cool people. Uh, NASA has replied back to us at one point in time. Yeah. I saw that. Really? Um, that was fucked up. Yeah. Because I talked about the, uh, in this day in history, I do that a lot. And I mentioned oh. the International Space Station and NASA replied back. They, they like retweeted us. Um, Lloyd Kaufman a lot, but I can't get him to follow us. I've been trying. Wait, he'll, that? He'll, you know you Lloyd Kaufman, he's the owner of Troma. You know what you need to do? Hey, so, uh, hey Toxic Lloyd, Avenger. how about a follow, oh. buddy? So why you can't like you can do that, but you can't like contact people anymore directly unless they follow you. I know you yeah. add them and then like, hey Lloyd, how about a? F-? But a really cool one happened this week. So I tweet the joke. I said, uh, "It's an it's an old joke, but it's uh, somebody stole my copies of uh, Windows ninety eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. and along with that, my full version of Office. To whoever you are, I will find you. You have my word." 
To which Windows tweeted back, but I'm bumped. <laughs> I, I was like, that's the best thing ever. It's the best reply I've ever gotten. <laughs> Windows, freaking the, their official Twitter account. Said, but I'm I was like, yeah, it made me very happy. Drop the me, mic. It, it did make me laugh. So, so go over to Twitter and you'll find gems like that. I, I, so Sergeant Slaughter, NASA, and Windows have all said something. Oh, and not only that. So this week, I and I was very excited about this one, too. Um this week I did on you know on this day in history uh, the film Indian in the Cupboard came out blah 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 and Lightfoot the guy who's the Indian in Indian in the Cupboard shared the tweet he retweeted and I was like that's really cool too so it's there's cool stuff going on over there I do a lot of this day in history stuff Stu will occasionally tweet as well um, jokes stuff about the eighties nineties seventies memes jokes this day in history like information stuff like that it's, it's pretty cool so go over there and check that out that's all we got for this week. Come back next week when we do the 90s stuff. And until that time when we come back, remember, everybody at home, stay, stay awesome. awesome. Say, it'll come on. <laughs> Here it is. I don't know what the gap was all about.
them gays just love me. <laughs>